what's a good intro? <laughs> I usually we're just talking, but like yeah, usually we just like start recording in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, like but yeah, I got nothing right now. I, you I, know, it's weird. <laughs> the brain is a weird thing. It really is. It really is. But you know, I think that that's fitting because mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing about Bridgerton that kind of disappointed me, and that's the opening credits. Ah, um, uh, yes. I feel like it's a little weird. Like it was made in like Microsoft Paint or something. Sure. Like, yeah. Sure. Anyway, that you know. Yeah. I will be honest that. When Bridgerton first came out, I watched it as a means of something to make fun of more than anything. If I'm being like so mm, were candid. You, did you hate watch Bridgerton? I did. Oh, I love this. It was peak pandemic. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I and so less about like the show and more about just needing to make fun of something. Mm. That's but how you fell I, in love with it instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bridgerton, the show we needed Bridgerton. in 2020. Yes. Uh, yes. The very end of 2020, mm-hmm. I, I would note. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. it was, it was interesting. I guess we're going to talk about first experiences now. Um. So yes. I definitely <laughs> watched the entire eight episode season the day that it came out, because it was Christmas Day, and what yeah. else did we have to do? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. But before that, this is a, a very distinct memory. Before that, um, we watched uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which also came out on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, and was disappointing for different reasons for <laughs> sure sure i mean i would say overall bridgerton was less disappointing and more mm-hmm. satisfying than wonder woman 1984 but there were s- still some disappointments in bridgerton which we will sure. get into which we will get into in heavy detail but yes. not right now <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about your first experience watching bridgerton <laughs> well so if, my LA friends refer to me as Judgy Aaron, and I think that might have been coined. I love Judgy Aaron. I think it might have been coined <laughs> while we were watching Bridgerton. I Excellent. was like making fun of everything, and <laughs> I became known as Judgy it's because, Aaron. It's because you're afraid of love. That's what it is. It's because I'm afraid of. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are Simon yes. Duke of Hastings. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I have mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a hatred in my heart. You know what it was? I was like I don't know. It, it's a little campy and it's a yeah. little bit ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's very ridiculous. And Judgy Aaron just didn't have the time for it. Let me tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? What is this happening on my screen? <laughs> what a juxtaposition with what one a... with the second Wonder Woman, though. I kind of right. like that. Yeah, well, it was like so. Like we watched Wonder Woman, and then I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna watch Bridgerton now." And <laughs> and Zoo went and played video games. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fine. We had our parallel play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 
Did you, uh, you, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you have not read any of the books? I have not. I have have intended to. Oh, yes, of course. We all all intend. (laughs) We all intend to do many things. Um, (laughs) How how many of them have you read? I have read like one and one quarter (laughs) of the books. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like a few chapters in to book two, which is Antony's book. And I really hated Antony in the first season of the show. So I'm hoping that this book will like make me not hate him hopefully sure we'll see we'll see about that um (laughs) and so is each book from the entire book is from someone else's story is that what I'm kind of right so like so like there's eight Bridgerton siblings right Mm -hmm. so each book is each of the Bridgerton siblings story interesting okay yeah which is like that's kind of how I'd say like if you have like a you know a historical romance book series that's usually how it is it's like a group of siblings or a group of friends and each sure. book follows one of those people because sure. like in a romance book like you pretty like you have a happily ever after ending and like you're not going to continue with that couple in the next book so you do a different couple in each right. of them. yeah yeah so I also just had so I have read book one, The Duke and I, and I have to I have to shout out Claire from Fictional Hangover because I'm just remembering now she's actually the first like she's how I found out that Bridgerton was a thing. Oh, um, cool. <laughs> yeah. Like she and I were talking. I think she was on when I was doing my my own like book podcast on my yeah. own she came on that podcast and she was talking about like yeah there's like you know I love Regency romance and like the Bridgerton books are gonna be turned into a show and I was like well what what's this what what's happening a Regency romance tv show I'm in um, I'm there <laughs> yeah and at that point like I hadn't read any I'd read Regency romance but I hadn't read um Bridgerton yet I just hadn't gotten around to it yet um yeah so it was like after like immediately after she and I got done talking I like checked out the first Bridgerton book from the library yeah on uh on my kindle like I can do it directly on my kindle it's amazing um it is amazing (laughs) it's really amazing I love it so much and then yeah I read that first book and wasn't like particularly like it didn't make that big of an impression I would say as a book sure. but uh-huh. I was excited just to see any historical romance adapted for the screen because yeah like that's my thing absolutely anyway that was a long story I I'm sorry <laughs> no I loved it <laughs> well now that we're eight minutes in, should we do a little little background? Yeah, on on the show and the and the books. We hinted at a few of the things that we have here in our notes. So, like, Indeed. of course, Indeed it premiered did. on December twenty fifth, Christmas Day, on that first year of the pandemic. So we were all <laughs> we needed it we were desperately. Still in year one. Oh gosh, that that brings me into a sadness spiral. 
Um, it reminds it is... me of uh, Station Eleven because, like, some of oh, the no. like the 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 title cards for the TV series of Station Eleven would be like Year One of like the. Oh, <laughs> anyway, makes my we'll talk about Station Eleven some other time. We really uh, should, though. Um, we should. You, yeah. Anyway, Bridgerton. <laughs> so it. We also touched upon it's based on Julia Quinn's novels set in Regency era London. I feel like the entire show is just gossip. So that's yeah, really fun. It's Regency really Gossip Girl. That's what it is. <laughs> Regency it is gossip Regency girl. Gossip Girl. Except they reveal who Gossip Girl is at the end of season one. Like, why would right. they do that? Anyway. Which I kind of, I wish that they hadn't. But anyway, we can I wish get they had to it too. Later. Yeah, we can. Anyway. Yeah, that was a. <laughs> come on, keep me in. I like my suspense. Keep me in yeah. it. Um, I really liked. I I was reading about um the author Julia Quinn's response when she found mm-hmm. out that Shonda Rhimes wanted to create this show or bring this show. Chris Van Dusen created it, but it was produced and co-written by Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of other writers. They have a huge writer's room, which is great. But the author, Julia Quinn, reports that she nearly fell on the floor <laughs> and then immediately said yes, which of well, yeah. course you would. <laughs> like, Shondaland calls, you say yes. You That's... say yes. But I just thought that was a very sweet, like, yes, of course, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I like it. Sometimes I feel like sometimes these stories of honest moments get hidden by like, oh, well, I figured, of course, my work was going to blah, 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 blah. Obviously. <laughs> so it's just nice to hear like a an honest moment of, wow, this is really cool. You know, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, I want, so like, I mean, Bridgerton, like the books are kind of like, they're kind of a flagship uh, series in historical romance, but they're not the like they're not the only you know kind of big name in historical romance. So I wonder what right. it was about these books specifically that made them a choice for adaptation versus like you know any other number of Regency romance series, right? By other, yeah, yeah it's interesting. It is. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Do we need to give like a basic plot premise? I don't recap? know. I don't feel like, okay, so there's eight, there's eight of them, right? Is it eight or six? Mm-hmm. I don't it's know. A there's a I lot of them. Was... There's, I thought it was eight. Yeah, there's eight. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony, Benedict, Colin, Daphne, Eloise, Francesca, Gregory, and Hyacinth. I did not just count them on my fingers. Sure you did. Don't even... <laughs> Yeah, I did. Um, so yes, there's eight. <laughs> there's eight Bridgerton siblings, and and as I you know said previously, um, each book in the series follows one of the siblings in their romantic journey to their yeah. one true love. Sure. Yeah. Um. So the first season of the show uh, is Daphne's book. Or, or adapts um, Daphne's book, which is The Duke and I, wh- in which she fake dates her brother's best friend. So there's two romance tropes for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then they fall in love for real 
Of course, and get married Mm -hmm. and have other various, um, various hijinks. There's a duel. Um, Of course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There. Yeah. Anyway, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a historical romance, which, you know, is predictable and that's part of its charm, honestly. It is. So, yeah. Oh, fun thing here. So the the TV series has so well this is in the books as well, but there's a a gossip columnist known as Lady Whistledown yeah. who writes about all of these scandals going on in the ton, which is like the rich elite people of Regency England. And so her um, Lady Whistledown's news articles are read in voiceover in the TV series by Julie Andrews. Just and it's lovely. <laughs> so delightful. I So nice and comforting. Yeah. Uh, Julie Andrews also connected to Shonda Rhimes in a very interesting way. Not just through Bridgerton. Do you know where I'm going with this? I think I do. <laughs> Julie Andrews, of course, plays Queen Clarice of Genovia. Yeah, she does. In the Princess Diaries movies, the second of which, The Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement, was written by Shonda Rhimes. Bow, bow, bow. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let that sink in, friends. Yes, let that sink in. <laughs> and if there's a dishwasher with it, let that in too. I, you're my favorite human. <laughs> that is delightful. Yes. All right, I'm gonna drink. I, I'm gonna, I'm drinking my frosty at this point because it's melted. Mm. Ooh, a frosty. Mm-hmm. A frosty okay. is melting because the gossip is so hot. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> can we talk about Shonda Rhimes? Of course, always. I, feel I never like, stop. I feel like we as a society don't talk enough about Shonda Rhimes. We really don't. Yeah. It's, can you tell me about Shondaland? I sure can. So Shondaland is the production company of Shonda Rhimes. And can I just tell you what I found out today? That Please Grey's do. Anatomy was their first production. Yep. Grey's Anatomy of 19 seasons renewed for their 19th in this year, 2022, yeah. was yeah. their first. I I mean, can we just, like, Shonda Rhimes knows good television. She mm-hmm. knows how to create something that a world of gossip and of forbidden romance, usually, mm. and sure, sure, some usually some workplace drama or some Regency drama. Mm-hmm. Um, she really creates characters that work together in just these masterpieces of compelling television you know say what you want about Grey's Anatomy it is a compelling (laughs) show silly and it's campy (laughs) but that's why we love it it's like mac and cheese at the end of a day it's like Mm. so cozy yeah I loved I loved Grey's Anatomy 
like I watched it like pretty faithfully like the first three seasons or so. Yeah. And then I just kind of I kind of lost interest. But yeah, I mean, it says something about this show that it's been on the air so long. Yeah. And so many people still love it. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's being used as a vehicle to talk about COVID. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fascinating. I had never watched it until the, the quarantine. And then Nicole and I used to watch it. Mm. And I got into it. I was <laughs> like, it was my COVID treat, you know? And yeah, it was just like, it was so warm and cozy and comforting. And sometimes you would laugh at how cheesy it was. But then sometimes you'd also have like tears in your eyes. Like it's really just... <laughs> It's compelling TV. I just, thinking of that as the very first of their productions is, fan, like, just amazing to think about to me that they got it so right the first time. Then it's like, it's kind of like, well, our work here is done. That's it. Yeah. Right. Doing anything else. <laughs> because it's still, when your first thing that you do is still on the air, like, come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. And she has some others as well. So there was Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice. Which is a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. Which follows Addie um, and some of those friends. And you add like a Tay Diggs, which is real fun. Uh Um, (laughs) Always got to have a Tay Diggs. You must have a Tay Diggs. Must have a Tay Diggs. (laughs) Frankly. Shondaland is also responsible for Scandal, How Mm. to Get Away with Mm. Murder, like just these blockbuster television events that people Mm -hmm. talk about. And that's only to name a few. There was many more on the list I saw. Just so many compelling dramas that keep people coming back week after week to watch so much so that she got an Shondaland Productions got an entire night of television just Mm -hmm. entirely filled with their own production. Shondaland has made history unmatched in television history, as noted by the Associated Press. Shondaland had an entire night on the ABC lineup that was just dedicated to their productions. They named the evening Thank God It's Thursday (laughs) in 2014. And it was entirely Shondaland shows. And Thursday is a really specific night in broadcast television. Mm-hmm. It's your last, ch- if you think about it, it's your last chance to get those advertisements out for the weekend sales rush. It's really, you don't want to, you don't want to dissuade your audience on a Thursday night. So the fact that in 2014, it was all Shondaland says a lot yeah. about the compelling things that they create well and that was opposite nbc's sitcom lineup on thursday nights which has historically been very strong yeah so that's like you know that says a lot about abc's confidence in shondaland that they would put this lineup against well 2014 the office was off the air but they still had like parks and rec community You know, like those shows, I don't think Community was getting uh, that big of ratings, but still, like, to be competing with that, that says a lot. It's incredible and so exciting for Shonda Rhimes to be such a powerhouse. Like, I just, I really respect her and I really 
just thinks she's a cool human. So I, mm-hmm. I geeked out th- today at work. I was, I mean, bosses, I did not research this at work. Of course not. Um, but I was geeking <laughs> out about Shonda Rhimes because she's amazing. Yeah. She's really, she's very good at what she does. The um. other kind of cool thing <laughs> is that Grey's Anatomy is so different from Bridgerton. Like yeah. it's not, it has through lines of gossip and we love to watch the couples fight and fall in love and all of those things, but they're very different worlds there, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting to see yeah. her explore different things. They're different settings. Like obviously they're very different settings, but I think that like the through line that I see and so granted I have not I've I've watched like maybe one or two episodes of how to get away with murder but I've watched yeah you know several seasons of Grey's Anatomy I've watched like a season and a half of Scandal Um, yeah (laughs) but like the through line that I see in all of Shonda Rhimes's work is that it's very much about the human like the human experience like human relationships with one another like that's I think that's the key is that it's about how what it's like to be a human and experience emotions and what it's like to interact with other humans and form bonds yeah which I mean if we're getting really broad like that's what all fiction is about but like (laughs) no but I see but like she has a very specific point of view on that yeah. aspect of humanity I guess is how I would phrase it absolutely but. yeah and that that human messiness you know mm-hmm. we're all yes. kind of messy so messy, so yeah. messy. <laughs> that's why we love it <laughs> well, that's why we love it because you're watching it and thinking oh wow yeah that's a mess but also <laughs> it takes me away from my own personal mess so I'm right. gonna keep watching right Yes, very soapy season one. Yeah, yes, (laughs) very soapy, but also like there's like a genuine heart under all of that drama too, which I think is really like what makes what makes it so compelling is that like yeah, it's there's like kind of the sensationalism in there, (laughs) but there's like a genuine heart and emotion underneath that. Yeah, love to see it. (laughs) Love to see it. So, yeah, yes, go on. (laughs) Do we have, do you have, like, it's hard to pick a favorite, I think, sometimes, especially in these kind of ensemble shows, but do you have, like, a set of favorites? Um, yeah, well, I just, (laughs) I think, well, I think I told you my favorite character is Eloise because it's me um (laughs) (laughs) my favorite character is me but I (laughs) I think we when we were we were talking about this earlier I think at book club we were talking about this a little bit Uh uh-huh like so like I think I said like I you know I read the Duke and I and it didn't like leave a huge impression on me I was like it's good it's Mm -hmm. it's but it's you know it's not like outstanding in my opinion yeah and so then like when I watched the show I was like I liked that the show kind of it's not just like a a direct like 
Regency romance book adapted for the screen. Like there, there's more to it than that. Like they put right. more, they put more of a of a unique stamp on it than what you would expect from just Regency romance adaptation. Yeah, but like one thing that I really like kept thinking about (laughs) after like after I binged the whole first season I kept thinking about like so Daphne and Simon are the main characters in in season one I was like why did they make all the side characters more interesting than (laughs) than Daphne and Simon (laughs) because I mean like yeah like I'm rooting for them but like (laughs) I'd I would have rather been watching other characters most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, of course, Eloise. Yeah. But I also really like, um, who's the the C brother? No, not the C brother. The B brother. Benedict? Yeah. Yes, Benedict. Um, yeah, yeah. And he should be gay. Uh, I'm sure. just going to say it right now. He, yeah. he obviously should be gay. <laughs> so, sure. I don't know. If he's not in the books, like he marries a woman, so yeah. <laughs> but I think they should change it for the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. What about you? <laughs> I mean, you know, I love a I love a badly lit theater with lots of secrets and saucy dealings. So oh, I yeah. gotta go. Sienna is my favorite. I loved all the opera, like the the glitz and glamour of the opera and then living kind of how she lives and, you know, the scandals that she's a part of. I I loved all of that. I love like a like a dusty backstage scene. Some of my mm-hmm. favorite stuff. Very much yeah. so. Yeah. Aesthetically. I could also just watch the Duke all day, just obviously. Mm-hmm putting that out there um yeah you know he's very nice to look at he's can't, also like can't got all fat <laughs> right we, one of the things i think we were saying as we watched it is wow he has a lot of charisma compared to this leading lady <laughs> like mm. he's he's real interesting and like smizing and acting and doing all this stuff and i don't know the performance was it it almost felt like the Julia um the Julia Styles Ophelia <laughs> a little bit to me if I'm being Wait, honest. Wait, the Duke's performance? No, da- uh Daphne's. Oh. Well, bit. the thing about Daphne bit. is that like she's so like straight-laced and buttoned up and she tries not to express uh-huh. too much emotion which, you know, like that's kind of hard to play in yeah. a visual medium. But I sure. definitely felt like in the book, you get more of her inner life and her, like, the reasons why she is so kind of reserved and yeah, and, and tries not to be as expressive as she maybe wants to be. Sure. Um, and I think the actress, it it's kind of the problem with uh, Kristen Stewart in Twilight, where okay. people are like... Kristen Stewart's such a bad actress. Have you seen Twilight? Um, no, she's a good actress. That's the character. That's the character. Uh, she yeah. acted exactly the way the character should be. Right. Um, so if you don't like her character, it's because she's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, um, right. She did her job. <laughs> she did her job. <laughs> I Yeah. So, like, that's, I guess, what I would 
say about if you didn't like Daphne in the show, it's because the actress did a good job. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you kind of like, I mean, I think if you read the book, you do come to like Daphne because you see where she's coming from more. Sure. But like I could see, you know, not liking her as much just because she is so like kind of not uptight exactly, but like she is kind of like she buys into this whole structure that society has, you know, told her she needs to buy into. She's bought into it. Right. Um, and we don't like we as modern people yeah. don't want to. Well, first of all, we don't want to admit how much our own society is almost almost as restrictive as it was back then. We yeah. don't want to admit that. Um, but, yeah. but we also don't want to see a character accepting the role that society has given them. Yeah. Even, even though maybe that's the role that they actually want. And I think it's also, you mentioned before, how much more interesting everyone else is. So yeah. maybe <laughs> if I was reading the book, I would see through her eyes and it would be more interesting but I think just in comparison it was hard to pay attention to her because everything else was happening you know yeah I can yeah I can understand that (laughs) but I was also just in the mood to be persnickety I think Mm -hmm. you were judgy Aaron you were judgy Aaron it's It's fine it's fine I, well, you know, Judgy Aaron is just a step away from Sassy Aaron, and... Oh, yeah. That's my favorite Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what was... Do you have a favorite character? Did you already tell me? Oh, you already told me. You told me your favorite character. That's right. But we haven't (laughs) talked about Marina either, who I love. Yes, Marina. I loved Marina. Yeah, she's great. For her character and also for... I just loved her costumes. I, I I loved her. I loved her performance. I loved everything. Marina, Marina, Marina. Yes. We love her. I also definitely had a crush on that actress. So there's oh, that. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Oh, I'm horrible. What is the name mm. of the actress who winds up to be Whistledown? What is her name? Oh, oh goodness. Um, she's in Dairy Girls. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Penelope. Thank you. Yeah, she is wonderful, too, to watch. Oh, my goodness. I loved her. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah, her so much. I like her. <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Oh, Did you have gosh. one favorite moment in the season? or? Oh, I can't. Well, I keep thinking of the moment where they've snuck away to the hotel and they have their little steamy moment. I love Ooh. that moment. <laughs> I, I was a fan, as I think most people were, but, um, but also just how the, how, you know, I'm a lighting nerd a little bit. So how like the, the hotel room was lit and how just kind of that moment was built up. I, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I do. I do like how. The just like, well, I mean, the sets in general, but like, I think the lighting, especially, yeah, like, was so there's like at the ball at the end of the first episode, like, where 
where when Daphne and Simon decide to fake date and then they go back to the ball and yeah. they're dancing. So like you see like kind of like the fireworks going off, right? But then there's also like you can kind of see in the background there's like twinkle lights, like Christmas lights. Uh-huh. Um and there those are electric lights. I would like to point out. Sure. Yep. So <laughs> and I think I'm drawing a blank right now, but I know there are at least a couple other times within the show where it's obvious that it's being lit with electric lights. Um, Of course. Right. Like the electric light is part of the set design. And yeah, I just think it's so, it's so interesting. So like I will, I will, I'm going to get into this more later, but like, I think all of the things that they put in there, like the electric light and like how the music is all like string arrangements of pop songs. Yes. And how the costuming is like kind of Regency, but really not. Um, right. it, it's all, those are all like intentional choices, yeah. obviously. But I, I just like how it creates this sense of like, this is a fantasy world. Like we're yeah. we're not stepping into history. We're stepping into like a fantasy. Yeah. Because like that's what I mean, that's really what romance as a genre is. It's it's like a fantasy. Like we know that this isn't we know that it's not real. We know that this yeah. isn't, you know, what happens in real life. But we don't want what happens in real life. We want an escape from real life. So Yeah. I think that all of those elements just play into that idea that, like, this is a fantasy. This is absolutely this is an escape. I had completely forgotten about the music. I <laughs> right? like the symphony <laughs> versions of or the string versions of all of those popular uh-huh. hits, like Ariana Grande. Yeah, and uh, there's I think a Billie Eilish song I think isn't uh, there a string version of Bad Guy at some yeah. point yeah it, um, it felt great. like that <laughs> it definitely felt like that thing that a good musical theater piece will do where like it comments on what's going on around it instead mm-hmm. of it's just music placed in there because we like the music it furthers the story you know yeah. it's it's good storytelling good storytelling. oh by the way, I wasn't planning to talk about this, but I feel like you need to know that there is a Bridgerton musical. Oh my it God. is only on TikTok right now. Oh. oh, and it is in like planning. Like it's not an it's it's not like the Ratatouille musical, right? But like. There's like people who have like written some songs and like there's there's some stuff about it. Um, I had heard of yeah. musicals being done through TikTok and I think I yeah. saw the Bridgerton name, but then I promptly forgot. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, it's really <laughs> and like people have used um, the songs for like other videos, like cosplay videos, you know, like for other characters completely unrelated. Fun. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Go check, go check that out. If you're on TikTok, go I, check out Bridgerton musical. Um, yeah, it's a thing. It's a it's a hell of a thing. <laughs> it is indeed a thing. 
in terms of what you were talking about, about kind of the escapism of the piece, I think if mm-hmm. you're having a, if you're listening to this and you're mm-hmm. having a weird week or you're having like one of those, gosh, I can't wait until my version of the weekend, you should mm. like, <laughs> you should watch all of Bridgerton like <laughs> the next the time that you are off because I think it provides that escape really nicely and it's pretty compact, you know, it's, yeah. You can do it in one or two sittings. It's what, eight, eight episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're an hour. They're an hour each. So it is kind of a lot of time. But yeah, you can break it up into two chunks or whatever. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now thinking, wow, this week is dumb, you should watch <laughs> all of Bridgerton because... Just watch all of it. It provides a lot of nice escapism, nice pretty escapism and gossip. And we like mm. it. But you know what you should also watch is the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. I am. <laughs> that is the real title. When, right. <laughs> when you texted about that, I turned it on and I didn't turn it off until like 11 last night. <laughs> I got in it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> what a funny, fun. But it's like we'll we'll have to talk about it more. Yeah. Sometime, but like with that title, I was expecting like not another teen movie levels <laughs> of like parody, right? But it's much more subtle with the parody, and I yeah. like it for that because it's also like really compelling as a thriller, too. It's really <laughs> it's compelling, like, yeah, it's great. Anyway, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> and Kristen Bell is just even though oh, it is a little so great. She's so, so, so even though all of the things are true about some of the moments in it and some of the writing of it is a little bit like, like it's, it's silly, but it's also compelling. It's kind of skirting that line, but Kristen Bell yeah. is so honest in it that I really, uh-huh. <laughs> it's good. Anyway. Anywho, all it needs is Julie Andrews to narrate it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, or Kristen Bell could, nar- well, she does narrate it actually. Right. Because she, she was the original voice of Gossip Girl. Yeah. And she also did like noir kind of voiceover in Veronica Mars. Like she's like the queen of voiceover. She has it, the Kristen Bell. <laughs> she has the voice for it. It's perfect. She my does. Goodness. Anna from Frozen. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Can we, is it too late to get Kristen Bell in season two of Bridgerton? We need her. Can we? In there. Can, can we, we make that? that happen? Shonda? Shonda? Shonda, are you listening? Hi, Shonda. Can we make that happen? Hi, we Shonda. Love I love you. I think you're amazing. Anyway, so next week we will have Shonda Rhimes on the yes. show. Yes. And we will convince her to put. Yes to retro i'm pretty sure they're all done filming season two but we will retroactively like cgi kristen bell wouldn't that be hysterical if the production company was like scrambling right now like we gotta do it this is due march 25th we gotta get this together (laughs) and she's just like in like normal like modern clothes but they just yeah. like CGI her in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm for it. Okay. Next week. Ooh, next, week. next week's going to be fun. Next week's going to be so fun. We have somebody joining us. Not yes. Shonda Rhimes. No, or is not it? Shonda Rhimes. Or is it? 
but a very dear <laughs> human, and I'm so excited. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yay. We're excited. We are. Welcome Go. to Bridgerton. Yeah. Welcome to Bridgerton. Bridget, doesn't Bridgerton sound like it should be a town? It I right like, like this is the town of Bridgerton, and these are the things that happen here. I <laughs> fully knew it was the family name, but I keep trying to make it be the the a, name the, of the, a town. A town, yes, yes. Yeah. I live in Bridgerton, Wisconsin. I live in Bridgerton, right? Massachusetts. Bridgerton, Wisconsin. That sounds like it should be a real place. It sounds like one of those things, you know how American cities sometimes have the same names, just in different states? I feel like it could be Wisconsin and then, like, Boston. Like, there's, like, 18 Springfields. Yes! (laughs) There's a Hollywood in Florida. Mm -hmm. There's a Kent in Washington and a Kent in Connecticut and a Kent in England. Dang it, Kent! Dang it, Kent! Anyway... We will see you next time <laughs> when we talk more about geography in our new yes. geography podcast. Yes. Been there. Been, <laughs> been there. Okay. Um, okay. We really need to go now because this is getting too silly. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. Follow us on Instagram.